The following podcast is a production of Hardly Awesome Studios in association with the network. Find us at BICBP-radio.com. like soccer or football or whatever it's like anything anything in the world that you that is like rare or hard to find people will become obsessed with and want because other people can have it i mean shit i went to wegmans in one day just to pick up my prescription and there was a fucking line from the customer service desk all the way past the bathrooms all over some fucking stupid buffalo bills bobbleheads what yeah really yes at like, I don't. I would not go stand in line for that. Yeah, and it was at like. And I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan. I'm not going to do that. Well, some people will. People are like collectors. Like that's, well, I am a collector too, but I, I guess I. That's the thing. I never reached that status of fanaticism. I know, but some people that obsession. Do. Yeah, but those are there are those people like the people that will spend like thousands of dollars on a concert ticket. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, I guess you're right because it would depend. You're thinking of the experience, right? Like, is the experience worth it? Yeah. Because, like, for me, I love live music. Like, I am. Yeah. Oh, like same. Last, yeah. Last night at the show, mm, love and life. Yes, dude. There's magic when music's being created live, right? Yeah. Like, you can listen to something recorded, and that's great. But in that one moment when it was being created, there was magic. Yeah. So when you're there live and you watch musicians do it live, to me, it's always it, there's magic. It's magic to me. It is, and you can like just feel it. Like you feel yeah, the music inside yes. of you. Because yes. like I'm, I like to dance when I'm at a concert. Okay. But when I'm listening to music on a radio or something, I don't have that urge to like dance. No. I feel awkward. Like, it's a different. It's a yeah. different energy. It totally is. Yeah, but like I will spend my money to go to a concert, but I'm not like. But I usually buy like the general admission ticket. Because I still want to hear the live music, but I'm not trying to spend fucking a hundred dollars. There's no one you would put a hundred dollars down for. Nobody at all. Mm. Like if you had the chance nope. and it was a hundred bucks. No, because I don't have interest in like. I've never had that like thing with a celebrity with like meeting people. Well, not even about meeting, but because of the music, right? And understanding like the magic behind being wanting to experience that person's music live. Yeah, I can experience it from like a. A couple more feet away for but like, what if what if the minimum was like a hundred dollars yeah no if the minimum like i'm just trying yeah. to spend the cheapest amount of money possible Got to you. still go okay so like if minimum was five hundred dollars you would still do it at the minimum no dog no that's <laughs> nobody, a no for me dog but nobody at all no dj not Maybe, one dj in the world like i would go for prince like if prince came back to life see like now i would do it for talking. him you know but it has to be like someone yes. that i'm really like Mm, you know, like okay. Panic at the Disco came to uh, Key Bank Center, whatever the fuck it is now. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And when I when I was younger, I went to see Panic at the Disco at Town Ballroom for twenty five dollars. Hey, I was there last night, Town Ballroom. Really? And it was incredible show. Like Panic at the Disco puts on an amazing show, and I love shows at Town Ballroom because it's such a like yeah. small venue and it it's cool. You feel yeah, it's like great. Love Very it. Very intimate. But I was not spending 
$150 to go see Panic at the Disco at Key Bank Center. Fuck yeah, that. Yeah, I wouldn't do that either, right? I yeah. wouldn't do it. But when you said Prince, that was something like, yes, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Man, yeah, Pete, there's, there's people who get obsessed, man. They get obsessed, and that's what we're talking about today. I'm Chris. I'm Courtney. We're finally back with Tube Time. Yeah. Sorry, guys. It's okay. Look, at look. life's life, right? And it's not a big deal, so... um but we are back. We're back to talk about a show that uh, definitely fits this talk about obsession. Yes. Like. Wow. I can't wait to get into this. Dude, when this finished, at, well, halfway through, I was like, what the fuck does Courtney have me watching? Dude, and I then knew by it. the end, by the end, I was like, God damn, this is crazy good. Well, because like it's it's so it tricks you. I want to say it's, it's it's so elusive and mm-hmm. so like misleading a lot of times yep all of it everything about it is so like you want to feel one way and then you feel another way and then something else happens and you're like oh my god yeah we're talking about what show is what is this on fx what uh, what channel is this on netflix Netflix. it's just straight up netflix i know it's a book because aaron i got it for aaron one year for christmas oh it's a book so it's not a netflix original uh yeah well they yeah they made it based it on the book called you I started it I, and I don't know what the story is I didn't know it at all so when I started it I was like this is interesting and I got and I was like oh that's why it's called you right because like the, all the narration and then like I said halfway through I'm like what the fuck is going on Jesus Christ <laughs> and then dude let's get into this let's talk about this so we open to a door being opened like mm-hmm. a very whimsical sounding ding yep, you know yep. like the the, the doorbell bells. chime yep. And you see a woman's feet walking into a bookstore and you hear like the inner monologue of a man. Mm-hmm. And he's like describing seeing this girl who's walking in. Yeah. The entire time he's he's like, you did, you first walked in and blah, blah, blah. You did this. So when he's what he's saying, he's basically saying you because he's looking at this woman and now he's just basically like narrating what she's doing. And the thing is, as the show goes on, he also narrates what he's assuming her intentions are, her thoughts are, her every, this is, so this is where the you comes from. And that's where, what we're hearing is him constantly saying, you do this, you do that, you do this until he learns her name. And then he starts to say her name a lot too. So when she comes walking in, Mm -hmm. You don't actually see who she is or what she looks like. Mm-mm. He just he's describing her. He goes, "Look at you. You seem so polite." Because she says, "You know, sorry to someone yeah, who she, she bumps, bumps into." into. Yeah. And he's like, "Oh, but you don't seem like you want someone to look at you because she's wearing a loose shirt. Yeah, but she's got jingly bracelets. Yeah, but you still want the attention. It's like that's something he says. That's what I'm saying. He he throws a lot of like." assumptions in the re the way she carries herself this is the reason right and right away i have to tell you i i really felt like this had that commentary the commentary that women can't just do what they want to do it has to be because they have to realize men are going to assume things yeah right which is funny because a guy that i work with he said something that one day while like 
I'm the only woman pretty much in my warehouse. Mm -hmm. There's like three of us, but I'm the only woman that works kind of directly with a bunch of dudes. Mm -hmm. So whenever the other guys are kind of done with their other jobs, they'll come in and like hang out with me while I'm in my shop. And the one guy, he said he was at Wegmans and he seen this attractive girl and she looked at him. And he said when he when she looked at him, the first thing he got, he thought is, oh, my God, she's looking at me. Does she want to bang me? And I'm like, is that that was what he thought that she was thinking immediately? Yeah, that's what I said. I was like, is that what guys think? And then what? all three of the dudes that were with me in the shop go, they go, yeah. What? And I'm like, what? Is this is maybe it's just a generational thing because they're all kind of within the same age range. OK, but I'm like, so all of you think that whenever like a woman looks in your general vicinity for like more than, you know, half a second. If she acknowledges you in any way whatsoever, I mean, she wants to fuck that you think that maybe she's Jesus. thinking about banging you. Wow. How old? What's the age group here? Um, So they're within like. 32 to like 36. Really? Yeah. Huh. Well, th 31 to 36, I'll say. 31 Still. To interesting. Yeah. And I'm like. I thought it would have been younger. I got to be honest. I thought maybe in their 20s and shit. I'd be like, that makes sense. I mean, in your 20s, you're kind of stupid. You'd think that any girl that gave you attention was like, oh, what's up, right? Yeah. Well, that That's what I thought, too. I was like, what? That's and as crazy. soon as they said that, I was like, my brain just hurt. Because I have the exact opposite thought. Every time some guy looks at me, I don't think, you know, that that's their thought at all. I mean, usually I'm like, oh my, is there something on my face? <laughs> like, what? Is my hair crazy? Yeah, like, yeah, what? yeah. I don't instantly think that, you know, it, they're judging my care, you know. Yeah, yeah. That they're looking at you going, oh, so this is how you are. This is must be what you want. Yeah, like that's not at all. But apparently that's what dudes think. And like when this a lot was uh, that, to be honest, it a lot. That's why I'm saying when I'm watching this, I'm like, wow, this is this is quite the commentary on how a man assumes the reason the woman exists in any way in her world and how she dresses, moves, walks, talks has to do with how they them. You know, it has to do with me. Yeah, it has to do that. Exactly. And when as soon as he said that, I go. Why would you think that? <laughs> and he's like, well, I don't know. It's just a, a thought. And I'm like, you, one, generally when I'm in a store, I have headphones on. Yeah. And I purposely look at the ground for that reason. You're not trying to be like making eye contact. Yeah, I don't want to make eye contact with anyone because people tend to think that you think something. Yeah. But if I do look up at someone, it's probably because I noticed something about them that attracted my attention. Like maybe they had a hair color that I liked mm -hmm. or their glasses were something that like I mm -hmm. liked. You know, it was something that like, oh, that's a nice shirt. But not oh, even that's that. Cool we're human beings walking around we're going to look at it that's the whole point to, to being able to navigate the world is for your eyes to intake information so you're going to look at people you're going to look at shirts you're going to look at shoes and but again why is the expectation that oh the reason you're looking is because there's something more and not that you're just looking and you keep going exactly i was like what the Yes. Definitely not what she was thinking. I promise you 100,000%. If anything, she was probably like, oh, those muffins behind him are fucking four for a dollar. Yeah. Or why is this weird dude looking at me? Jesus. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Or she's already putting her hand in her pocket, like grabbing her mace. Yeah. For pepper spray. <laughs> so then 
we yes, see back to the story yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this is what he's doing he's immediately assuming this stuff because he says something like let's see where you go oh fiction this means you're 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 probably this kind of girl but you're not stephen king because you're the way you're tan like your sun-kissed skin that's what he's saying yeah basically saying anyone reading stephen king is is like a like this pale person that sits in their yeah, room pale you know fucking what I mean? nerd. like oh my god which it's just all of it as i'm listening to it it just fucking infuriated me Mm -hmm. because haven't you ever heard don't fucking judge a book by its cover Mm -hmm. like motherfucker oh it just made me so mad it gets worse (laughs) i know it gets so much worse because i'm like oh i'm not like a i'm not a person that's like oh feminist like i'm not one of those like i'm i'm pretty you know i'm pretty chill when it comes to shit but i'm like why god (laughs) why (laughs) so so the girl that he is fucking clearly stalking immediately comes up to him. Yeah, and it's it's creepy, dude. And she's like, hey, where's Paula Fox? She's looking for the author, Paula Fox. And now you see his face. Mm-hmm. And he's just some fucking skinny weirdo. Like, yeah. he's got kind of like... A very thin, thin face. Like, he's very... Do you think he's a good-looking guy? I don't find him attractive. No? He just go like, plain? Yeah, I, like, I don't... Yes, he seems very plain to me. Kind of a plain... Yeah, he's kind of a plain guy. Not that he's not a bad-looking guy. Like, he's not... No. He's not, like, where you'd be like, ugh, goof, good God, right? Yeah, no, he's, like... But he's a kind of a plain guy. Like, yeah. just kind of a, a... He's got brown hair, right? And he wears, like... Was he wearing, like, a collared blue shirt? Like, he looked like a Mormon. Yeah, he had on like an apron too. Like, why are you wearing an apron in a bookstore, sir? (laughs) I'm very confused by this. He's dusting shelves. Yeah, like something. I don't know. But he also had a very like ectomorphic body type, which means um, like people that are incredibly lean. And uh, he was very short. Was he? To me, like I, I found him to be below average male height. Okay. Because I felt like when he was talking to her, they were kind of like, you know, Within the same height range. Oh, I'd have to go go back and notice. I didn't even notice that. Okay. So because I think when he was standing there, he wasn't he a little bit taller than her because he was like on a on the little step up or something. Yeah. So yeah, but maybe yeah. Later on, they are next to each other. All right, I forgot. Okay. Uh, height for me is kind of a thing. Like I'm a little weird about like people being shorter than me because <laughs> I'm like kind of short. So uh-huh. like when people are shorter than me, mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck, you know? Kevin Hart has no chance. <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> But so when she comes up, she's just being nice to him. Yeah. And in his inner monologue, he's like, oh, my God, you're so gorgeous. Oh, Paula Fox. Yes. Yeah. And he's like, oh, celebrity authors is who you're looking for. And so like in his regular voice. Yeah. He's discussing with her like a normal person. Like he seems very um, he seems very polite and like nice and Mm -hmm. quirky and, you know. And you could tell he is. In, in in a slight way, kind of not flirting, but just like like you could tell he's trying to show a little bit of interest in her, the yeah. way that he's talking, and he every time she responds or looks a certain way, he says like in his mind like thing or what we hear him say is um, something along like it, like. So your smile tells me you're more interested than this. Like your the way your eyes look at me make me feel I can see that you understand where I'm coming from. And you're just like Jesus Christ, dude. Like calm down. You yeah. know what I mean? So then she's asking about a book. Exactly. Yeah. So then he goes and he tells her, Paula Fox is on the top shelf. Would you mm-hmm. like me to get it for you? And she goes, No, I can get it. 
And she gets on her tippy toes and she goes to reach for the book. And, and in starts his, looking her over. <sighs> yeah. In her in his inner monologue. Uh oh. Fucking kill me. <laughs> Courtney's about to kill me. punch oh my a God. wall, a hole in the in wall. In his inner monologue, he goes, "Oh my God, you're not wearing a bra. You wanted me to see that. Why can't she just let her titties hang? Right. Why? Why can't right. she just not wear a bra? She's not wearing. It's not like she's wearing a super tight shirt where you could even see her nipples. Nope. Like she's literally wearing a loose fitting button-up shirt. And even if she wanted to show her nipples, why does it matter? Exactly. Like, why? Exactly. Guys don't wear fucking pasties. Exactly, I can see guy dude. nipples all the time. Exactly. I know, dude. I, I'm on your side with this. Like, oh. I've always thought of how stupid that's been. Oh, fucking enrages me. Yeah. Ugh. But immediate. But it, it's, it's weird because we are in a society, unfortunately, where there's a large majority of the population where what he did. The way he kind of like looked at her over like that and literally stared enough long enough to figure out she's not wearing a bra is what they would do, too. And so yeah. that makes women feel where they can't and they can't feel comfortable to do it, which is crazy. Right. And she has no idea this is happening as she's reaching for the book. And he makes a comment about her shoes, too, or something, her foot or her shoes or her legs or something like it was a quick thing, too. And that's my thing. It's just like this guy right away. Just creep. Creep, 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 straight out. But on the outside, he seems incredibly polite. Yeah. Which is like so, such a like, ah, uh, because like to her, he would appear to be like a really nice guy. Yeah, that's the thing, right? So with this show, <laughs> well, obviously, we know that he's not going to be a nice guy. And the thing is, is she doesn't know this, right? So like we're we know his thoughts which is crazy and we want to scream at the screen like do not like walk away now don't ever look back yeah no that's not going to happen for this show of course not so because it does make you feel uncomfortable a lot of the time because he can the entire time continues to narrate what she does brings the book up oh the one they're also making fun of uh this other guy right because they start to kind of what feels like they're flirting because they're making fun of this dude that comes in he's like you see that guy there he came in for dan brown and now he's looking for something that make to make him feel more superior to that and so that he doesn't have to come to the counter just with a dan brown book you know what i mean yeah he knows that this you know author she was looking for is uh, like he's so obscure like you know what i mean they know their stuff that way and that's why they're making fun of this guy they're like somebody that reads Dan Brown, <laughs> he's an idiot. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, what a fucking loser. He just <laughs> bought Twilight. But at you least know? he reads, dude. Come yeah, on. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, at least he's trying. God. But again, this shows you the kind of guy he is, right? Like, even in his outwards, not even in his mind, now he's even saying it to her. He is letting out a little bit of this, I'm an asshole. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm an elitist. Yeah, yeah. So, as they're kind of also making fun of this guy, she turns around to go and buy the book yep and she goes some people are just so disappointing or mm -hmm. or no she goes sometimes people are so disappointing yeah and he goes not always mm -hmm. obviously pointing that towards her uh-huh so she gives him the quick hmm. <laughs> you know credit card she yeah. goes to pay for it and he sees her name and this is another thing he goes you have the cash to buy for this but you give me the card because you want me to see your name dude 
I all the time there will be situations where I could have enough cash to pay for something. Same. But I choose to use my card because I don't want the change. Same. Doesn't mean I'm trying to give my card to the girl teller to be like, this is my name. Yeah. But that's what he's saying, right? And that's why he's, as I said, the entire show, these are all of his assumptions and the way he interprets how the reality of the world really is, right? So that shows us his brain is not okay there either, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's like, you give me your card so I could see your name. And so then she's got like a real, she's Guinevere. Guinevere right? Beck is her name. Yeah, but she goes, but I go by Beck. And he goes, oh, but you wanted me to know that. You're telling me this because you want me to call you by that name. Everything that was normal and, and just kind of innocent, he is just twisting and it's just fucking creepy. And she goes, and your name is Joe. Mm-hmm. And he goes, Goldberg. Mm-hmm. But you can call me Joe. Yep. And... She's like, oh, thanks, Joe. Mm-hmm. Takes her stuff and she leaves. Mm-hmm. And the guy that works with him is like this tubby looking nerd <laughs> that is always, <laughs> oh, you know, he's obviously always like, come on, dude, you got to you should do this. You should do that. You should do this. Because he's like, you're not going to Google her. You have her information. And which Creep, and then creeper. Well, yeah, he not only is he a creeper, but he at least he's like vocal about it because <laughs> Joe goes, that's a little much. Yeah, I think you need to chill. Yep. And I'm like, dude, you were literally just thinking about her nipples. Like, are you for real? Have you ever seen the movie American Psycho? Yeah. That's what this reminds me of, right? It reminds me of how he tries to carry himself as a normal person in the real world. But in his mind, he's got all this fucked up perception of how things are. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I kind of got like, (laughs) as the show went on, he kind of reminded me of Jim a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. It was just his like you know his hobbies and stuff that's amazing that's so great because like you know he's into like all the books yeah. and then he had like a record player yeah. it was just the things <laughs> it was just the thing that's so amazing sorry jim uh, Love that's you. awesome so he leaves and he goes home mm-hmm. and he lives in some shitty apartment complex mm-hmm. and as he's going up the stairs he sees his neighbor paco mm-hmm. who's this little kid who lives with a shitty abusive stepdad and his mom yeah or not even ma- mom's boyfriend, not even the stepdad, because he said something about my girlfriend er, uh, later on in the show. My uh, girlfriend's kid, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's some fucked up shit there, too. But he, Paco's sitting on the stoop reading the original Three Muscate- Musketeers book. Yep. And his mom and her boyfriend are fucking arguing hard. Yep. Like, screaming yep. at each other. And Joe sees Paco and... He's, you know, just kind of talking to him. He's like, hey, are you all right? Are you hungry? They're talking about the book, too. He's like, oh, where are you at? You're almost done with it. And and through that conversation, you realize Joe gave him the book. Like, Joe's providing books for him to read. And he's like, basically, I'm almost done with this one. He's like, you let me know, and I'll get you the next one. So Joe, he offers Paco the meatball sub for dinner. And he's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I got Ty in the fridge, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Here, just take this for dinner. That's right. So Paco takes it and Joe goes inside. Mm-hmm. He does not have Thai food. Right. He opens his fridge. His fridge is almost all empty. He has like a, a half pack of saltine crackers and a jar of peanut butter. And that's what he takes for his dinner. So in this moment now, you're just like, that's fucked up. Like this dude's like, why is like this guy's nice to the kid completely. And it's not with anything underhanded behind it. Yeah. Do you know? And the whole time he's talking about love and he's talking about having people and having people that need you and and you know people that 
sometimes need to be taken care of. Sometimes they don't realize they need to be taken care of. Like that's what you're hearing him talk about, right? And you're thinking it's just about this kid. But as he keeps saying it, that's when he starts doing his research and starts looking into her. Sometimes you just need to be taken care of. You don't even realize it. I was like, fuck, this is crazy. And I think I need to take care of you, Beck. Mm-hmm. Yep. So here he goes, Googling away at Miss Guinevere Beck. But isn't it crazy how much he re- found just on what they put out as as as, as public? Because he says that. He goes, look at this, you know, your profile made public. You want people to see you. You want people to see your life. So he's scrolling. He could see where she went to school based on sweaters, what have, where her dad's been. Like all this shit he's just seeing based on the posts. Almost her whole life he's figuring out. And it's just so fucking ridiculous. He's like, okay, so you went to Brown for college. You have a brother and a sister. Yeah. You do yoga. Yeah. You like this ice cream. And he goes, oh, he goes, "Uh, questionable taste in men. And there's a picture of her. Just It looks like with a friend. Like she's got him like in a headlock or some shit. Like they're in college taking a picture together. He's like, questionable taste in men. And I'll be honest, I've known guys that. When they like another girl and they start looking at her stuff and no matter who the guy is, even if it, it doesn't even look romantic in that picture, they're like, she's probably fucking him too. Probably fucking him. Probably fucking him. I'm just like, Jesus Christ, dude, and calm down. I can attest to the fact that pretty much all guys do that because when I started working at my warehouse before anybody knew me, I was like making friends because obviously it's a new workplace. Mm-hmm. So you're going to make friends. And all of the guys that I was making friends with, there were rumors going around. Oh, she's probably banging him. Oh, she's Jesus probably bang- banging him. And then, of course, you know, once people got to know me, I'm like, say I'm banging somebody one more time and I'll <laughs> fucking kill you. <laughs> Those amazing. rumors ended pretty quickly. I'm sure. I am sure. I'm, uh, knowing you, that stopped quick. Oh, very quick. But it's something that happens. which yeah. And it's fucking annoying. I'm sure. But this show really just shows you why it's crazy the kind of thing not that every guy is this crazy like this mad crazy yeah but a lot of the themes and a lot of the lines of thought you do see in a lot of men but the crazy thing is people do do shit like this do do like they yeah (laughs) (laughs) sorry yeah they they do they do go on your facebook and they do go on your instagram and they do assume they understand and know what's going on in your life and what your life is like yeah based on the posts I mean, I've had people that I don't know that are like, you know, friends with me on Facebook or like have seen me on Instagram or something. And they'll come up to me at the bar and be like, hey, I saw you on Instagram. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know you. Or like, hey, I messaged you on Facebook, but you never messaged me back. That's because I don't know you, son. Yeah. (laughs) I literally one time I was at the bar. You should be. You should have been like. Well, pretend this is Facebook. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? <laughs> but it like it catches you off guard for one, mm-hmm. and then you feel super awkward because you're like, okay, like like you feel forced to have to talk to the person. Yeah, yeah. Because then it's like, oh, yeah, I definitely ignored you. What are you like, gonna do when you're at a bar and somebody stops and goes, "I know your voice." Do you do this podcast and it's tube time? Well, I'm cool with that because like I'm <laughs> obviously I'm doing this because yes, you're you know, putting your stuff out there. Yeah, yeah this definitely. is for the purpose of people seeing it. But like Facebook and Instagram and shit, it's yeah. like those are my personal pages. Yeah. I'm not like doing that for people to see me. But like I've had someone at the bar literally see me, tell me that they messaged me on Facebook, whatever. And I'm like, ha, hi. Yeah, cool. That's crazy. Dude. Then 
immediately after I leave, message me on Facebook again and go, hey, I'm that guy that just saw you at the bar. And I don't reply. What is happening? It's like, don't you get a hint? No, they don't. Like there are people like that that will do that and they don't see it as fucking weird. You know what they were thinking, though? As soon as they were telling you that in their mind, they're like, you look at me and you realize, oh, I wish I would have answered him. Oh, yeah. So I'm going to message you again to make sure you remember me. Or they'll go, oh, oh, my God, it's that girl that I saw on the Internet. It must be fate. Yeah, she must want to talk to me tonight. We must have. It must have been just the universe bringing us together so that we were supposed to speak. That's fucking crazy, right? And it's not just the fact that fucking Buffalo is the smallest city in the fucking world. (laughs) That's awesome. But that's where this guy is, dude. He's sitting here eating peanut butter crackers, looking through her shit and learning her life. And then he comes across the picture where he's like, and this tells me where you live. And it's just a, a picture of whatever it is. And you can see he uses it on Google Maps to find out where she lives. And, folks, this is where we find out that um, make sure your shit is not geotagged because... This is fucking crazy. Boom. And creepy. Creepy AF. He's out here in front of her fucking apartment. Yeah. While she's walking around in a towel. Just got out of the shower. Yeah. And he's just like, you want people to watch you. You like this. This is what you want. You want the attention. He says something like, don't you watch horror movies? People will see you. Yeah. Like, what are you doing, Beck? Why are you being so crazy? Haven't you ever watched any Mm -hmm. of the movies? Bitch, you are the horror movie. And I'm thinking to myself, this dude stood across the street for as long as he does. Not one other neighbor in that neighborhood saw some dude just standing on the sidewalk all day staring at this thing going, hmm, that's normal. Because he does follow her around, but he comes back and he's still, you know what I mean? Like, but yeah, that's what he says. He sees where she lives and he makes a comment about something and he says something along the lines of, let's see what it's like for a whole day in your day. And then he follows her for a whole day. And not only does he follow her, he follows her physically and via the internet. Yeah. So he's watching her statuses that she's posting. Yep. He's watching every single move that she's making. She goes to a coffee shop. He goes in or whatever that place is where she's with her friends and they're exchanging gifts. He goes in. He's close enough to hear their conversations. So then he's judging her friends, too. Like, they're not good for you. These are toxic people. Oh, you look at you trying to keep up with them. They're totally out of your league. It's crazy. You want to be one of them. You're not like them. Yeah. You have more substance to you. You really have you have to work for a living. They don't. Basically, you need somebody to help take care of you. I would never treat you this way. I would never talk behind your back. And it's just like, what the Fuck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. But he does. He follows her around all the way to the end of her day, where now he's watching her outside the apartment and her boyfriend shows up. Well, it's not even just that. She comes home and he goes, Oh, finally time. He goes, You really are a writer, Beck. Yeah. Every chance you get, you're back at your keyboard trying to write. Like, yeah. you really are. Uh huh. The person that you say that you are, you're not this fake thing that you post on the internet. Like you're not the the persona that right. you you post everywhere. Blah 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 blah. And then as soon as this guy pulls up, he goes, "Beck, who the fuck is this?" Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, "Excuse me." And what? Immediately he goes to to Instagram, finds the guy, and he's like, "Oh, this is this kind of guy." And then immediately he starts breaking this guy down and how he is, what he does, just based on all the posts. And we find out that this man, this guy's name is 
Benji yep. is what she calls him. Mm-hmm. Benjamin something. He's a model, a douchebag, yep. for sure, most definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, he makes artisanal soda. <laughs> and he cheated on her. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. as, we, as we're watching like this whole thing play out, he, or Joe, is standing across the street in his usual spot, yep. watching into Beck's windows. Mm-hmm. And you can see that Beck and Benji are arguing. Yep. And she is incredibly upset. Like mm-hmm. the whole hand gestures, like screaming at him. Mm-hmm. And as we come into her room, mm-hmm. she's saying to him, my best friend caught you getting your dick sucked <laughs> in the by bathroom. some girl yeah. in a bathroom at a party I took you to. Yep. And he goes, but she said she had some good coke and I was stressed out. <laughs> And I'm like, That's my God. That's up shit, dude. <laughs> Bro. Damn. Like, he had the balls to just respond that way too, dude. Damn. Dude. And she was just like, well, fuck you. You know, like she was getting pissed at him, but he was just like, you know, you want me. Yeah. And he's, he's all over her. He's like, come on. I would never do that again. You know, it's just, you make me insane. I just, I just need you. Blah, blah, blah. They end up banging. And outside, Joe's just like, oh, Beck, come on. What are you doing? Yeah. Come on, man. See, you need me to take care of you. Yeah. Look at the men that you choose. Yeah, yeah. Right away, dude jumps up after they're done, and he's like, all right, I got to get out of here. And outside, Joe's like, there's no way he made you come. No. There's no way. He didn't just say, I have to get out of here. <laughs> he did not just say, I have to get out of here. <laughs> Benji <laughs> stood up whilst Beck was putting on her shirt. Mm-hmm. And he goes, hey, babe, it looks good on you. And she goes, what? And he says, the extra weight. Yep. Drop that shit on her. The extra weight, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the extra weight. You were fucking ready to punch your TV. Dude, huh? as I watched this two times. <laughs> oh, my God. Two times, yeah. okay? Usually when I watch one of our episodes, like I watch it at least like three or four to like really get, yeah, subs like get everything you know in there. Mm -hmm. You couldn't. I I didn't need to. (laughs) I did not need to. That's amazing. Because like everything about this fucking enraged me. Yeah. And Beck is just like sweet because she just sits there and stares at him. And not only (laughs) did this douchebag say that, he goes. And he calls his fucking douchey friend and he yeah. goes, Jenna, you order in the pizza. Make sure it's gluten free. <laughs> the crust is gluten free. And none of that vegan cheese shit. It tastes like butthole. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, outside, she he leaves. Joe's watching back inside. She grabs herself a pillow. And he goes, I didn't think so. <laughs> oh, he did not make you come. If he did make you come, you would have put on a, a parade. Yeah. Which he was right. I mean, at least, at least he was right, yeah. I guess. So she starts masturbating. He's watching from across the street, and he starts masturbating. In the corner. And on a stoop. He's on like in the corner of a stoop, pushed up underneath a stoop that has a light on above him. It's not like he's in the shadows. 
And, and it's a door, like a doorway where people come in yes. and out of an apartment building. So this is going on. And this is where I'm like, what the fuck is Courtney making me watch? What is this show? What the fuck's happening? But <laughs> whilst she's masturbating, he is imagining himself watching yes. her masturbate yes. and then going to bang. Yep. Like that's what he's imagining. Yep. And <laughs> while he's all hot and heavy in the middle of his fantasy, some fucking old lady... <laughs> struggling starts struggling to come out of the doorway that he is <laughs> sitting there jerking it like peewee herman he's like shoving it all back in and trying to get all, all and then proper he grabs again. her luggage bag i'm like homie did you at least wipe it off i know some pre-cum sprinkled on your fucking hand <laughs> he's like here let me help you out with that she's like you mind hailing me a cab too he's like sure no problem i don't know he's all sweaty you can see it he's all damp on the forehead Oh god and then he looks back in at beck and beck's walking away she's done she took she took care of herself she's done that was uh yeah that was interesting that was a lot and like this show for being only an hour it felt like it was centuries long dude i am not kidding i think maybe it's because of how uncomfortable you feel watching it it feels like it's going on forever i kept checking like this has got to be almost done and it was like that's the first 15 minutes i know like this isn't i feel like this isn't even the halfway point where we're at right now no not really. But basically, a lot of what's happening is he's stalking her, right? He ends up... So the next piece now is like he goes back, and now the kid's sitting out there in the in the hallway, and it sounds like the girl, his mom and the boyfriend made up because now they're banging. And they are going at it you hard. Can hear it. <laughs> Daddy, make me come. And, the, and this kid's just sitting in the hallway going... Huh. Reading his book, he's almost done with it, and he's and uh, Joe's like, "Go, oh, why don't uh, why don't we go get you another one?" And in his inner monologue, he goes, "Oh, Beck, why am I the only one not getting any tonight?" And it's like <laughs> because you're a fucking freak that stands right. in the bushes and jerks it. Jesus, oh my god. So, <laughs> Joe and Paco they make a little trip down into the basement of the bookstore, and you come to like this big glass case that's underneath yeah. the bookstore that like vault yeah and it's supposed to be like a humidity contained safe that is for all of their like rare and old books yeah like first printings and first editions and things like that yeah yeah and it's basically to keep the books from aging or or like tearing or decaying in any way yeah i liked this part because i feel like this part told us a little bit about his past because there's this moment where he starts to explain why they keep it the temperature control, what it does to the books, the pages, how you care for these books. And as he's explaining it to Paco, there's these quick flashes where I'm assuming it's his dad that's it's, explaining it to him. Or is it the guy that owns the place? It's the guy that owns the place because as... As um, I thought it was his dad. Okay. No, as Joe is explaining, like uh, he kind of... He calls him Mr. Mooney. Oh, oh um, that's right. That's right. But as Joe is explaining, you kind of like see flash a flashback of Joe when he was young and like to a photograph of him and Mr. Mooney. Mm. But the old guy is the guy that owns a bookstore. Yeah. And Joe is explaining to Paco that the pages need to be kept at 40 percent humidity. Mm -hmm. I believe it was 60, 63 degrees. I think it was that cold. He said sun can burn a book faster than fire can. Yeah. Or 
or it'll ruin it faster than fire as bad as fire or something like that he was making you know you want to stand them up so that they don't warp or roll the spines he was saying all of these things and every time he was saying it like he was saying it in a very nice way like he was teaching Paco this but when we got the flashbacks the old man was kind of rough about it like he was kind of like like stern this is what you gotta do you stupid son of a bitch pay attention yeah but like with the music and everything in the background it was still kind of giving you anxiety for some yes, reason because i'll tell you why he's bringing this little kid into this and we already know he there's something wrong with him right yeah like he's not okay so he's bringing him down into this dark underground thing with this room that's all temperature controlled And then they would do these things with the camera where it's a lot of close-ups of where you see him kind of like reaching for something kind of quick. And you're like, oh, Jesus Christ, is he going to hit the kid? Is he going to do something to the kid here? And that's why you're so uncomfortable. The music, those kind of... And that's what I was saying. They they make you think something's going to happen when it's not. Very misleading. A lot of it during this scene because you kept... I kept feeling like he's going to do something to this kid. Yeah. And no. And the- Which then makes you go, God damn it, are you a nice guy? Like, what the fuck, dude? What's going on here? Like, it- stop. Oh, my God, exactly. Because it's like he's so nice to Paco, and you're like, mm, I don't want to like you. Is it because it's a man, a boy, a male? And so, whereas with women, he has a different idea that, you know what I mean? I feel like it could be some, or is like he he's just relating? obsessed with this Beck girl all of a sudden. No, I feel like it's women as a whole because in the beginning he says um in his inner mon- monologue um I was in love once. Oh, yeah. But yeah. W- women can be whatever. Like I just feel like he gets up and like when he was going downstairs he he says maybe I'm a man in love or something like yeah. that. Like I feel like he gets in love obsessed. Okay. With women. Oof. So I feel like it's just women as a whole. Worse, dude. And I feel like he himself is just relating to Paco. Yeah. So maybe that's why he's so nice to him. Okay. But yeah, you do feel like something was going on, but it's not. He gives him an, uh, a book, Don Quixote. Yeah. Uh, and he tells him what it's about. He's like, just to, and he's like, I can't take this. And he's like, well, I trust you. And you could see that meant a lot to that kid. That kid felt like, okay. He had a big old smile on his face. Like, all right, I'm going to take care of this book. And so they go back upstairs, mm-hmm. and as they're coming up, the stepdad yeah. sees that Joe and Paco had went somewhere. Mm-hmm. Well, not the stepdad, sorry. The boyfriend. Yeah. Uh, Paco's trying to explain to the boyfriend, like, oh, we we were just getting a book. Like, yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah. We that's didn't all. do anything. And he's like, yeah, go inside. And he Don't kinda, talk like, to strangers. He's like, Joe's not a stranger. He's like, yeah, he is. And he kind of just like pushes his head. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, you little. Mm. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to fucking punch him in the face, too. Yeah, he was a dick. Like, Jesus Christ, the men in the show. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> you're not wrong. I mean, you're not. But the dude looks at Joe and he goes, why are you taking Paco around? And he's like, oh, sorry. Like, you know, yeah. you could just hear everything that was going on in there. And I wasn't. And he's like, don't tell me how to parent. He's yep. like, I could tell you're a fucking freak. I've been a CO for years. Yeah. And Joe's like, yeah. And you're in his inner monologue, he's like, oh, yeah. And you're just an alcoholic that beats his fucking yeah. girlfriend yeah. and her kid. And I'm like. Mm, again, you're like, all right. Uh, okay. Like, it's it's like two. It's a double edged sword because yeah. you're like, yeah, this guy's a fucking fuck. Yeah. And not even just that. He's, he's he's he takes it further. He's like, I see you do this again. I'll take a knife and cut your eyeballs out or some shit like that. <laughs> but then Joe steps to him. Yeah. Like steps to him. And then that's where you're just like, 
What am I supposed to do? Yeah. Am I supposed to cheer for this guy? Because I don't want to. He's an asshole and he's a weirdo. I know. But he's doing the right thing right now. Exactly. And you want to cheer this guy on. You want to see him beat the shit out of this guy. I know. The fuck? Oh. <laughs> and Joe's just kind of like, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Pull and my guy, eyes out. And that guy is kind of like, oh, Jesus. And he walks away. Yeah. So next you kind of see Beck. Mm-hmm. And you find out that she is a writing student, but she's like a a TA is what, yeah, what yep, it is, right? Yep, yep. For the for a professor at the college, the writing professor, and she's using him, the reason she's doing it like she's also using him as a mentor because of his status. And we hear when when what's his name was following around campus when Joe was following her on campus, he kept insinuating, "Oh, you know, you're doing you're using him yourself too. Like he wants to fuck you, and you're gonna let him think that." So that you can get what you want. He's like, I can't blame you. Do what you got to do, girl. Kind of thing. You know what yeah. I mean? Which is not the case from her end, but it is the case from the professor's end. Yes. Because this is not good. No, not at all. Because this whole situation also fucked. Because well, while Beck is like with her teacher, Joe ends up somehow in her apartment. But yeah. Well, first the teacher, let's talk about that real quick. Okay. She's writing, right? And he's reading her stuff and he's he's kind of tearing it apart saying it's not that great, but I can help you with this. Well, he also said that she was missing a bunch of pages yeah. too. You and, and I need to meet. And he says that they need to meet and that she seems tired yeah. and that, you know, like they need to figure something out because if not, he can release her from her duties. Like if yeah. it's too stressful, she seems very overworked. Yeah. And she literally tells him like, no, right. I need this job. If not, I lose my housing. Like, I can't. I and, have to have this job. And he's like, well, if you need it, then we should meet off campus at this gastro pub I know. And she's like. And immediately you could see her face go, fuck this asshole. Because it's not even her face. Did you notice the quality of, like, the, the way the camera was filming changed? It all of a sudden became this kind of, like, jolting, like, oh, thing. Yeah. It was awesome. It, you know, I thought it was great the way they did that. Oh, but yeah, yeah. She realizes now. Oh, I'm in this situation now where this guy's going to hold this over me. And she immediately goes, oh, and like she literally has her teeth gritted mm -hmm. while she's smiling at him. And she goes, well, what about your wife? Like, yeah. wouldn't she feel weird about you like going to get dinner with a student? And he's like, my wife, she understands I'd like to help aspiring writers. Like she's mm -hmm. going to understand that. She understands my generosity. She's used to it. I was like, this fucking dude. <sighs> And Beck's like, oh, yeah, great. We'll definitely meet. Let's totally do that. Because I super want to. Yeah. And then we cut to Joe, who somehow managed to convince her landlord that she has a leak. Well, it's cool because what he what he says, you know, is true. It's in New York City. There's this thing where um, anybody can call and report smelling gas a gas leak and they will come and investigate they will come to make sure it's not because they don't want their buildings blowing up right yeah so he's out you see him opening and as he's narrating this that this happens he's stepping into her apartment because the door's open and he's like beck you home and he's saying it out loud on purpose because inside is a gas guy and he's like yeah somebody called the super and said there was a gas leak but he goes you can tell your girlfriend uh there's nothing going on in here he's like all right he goes don't worry you can leave i'll lock up when you're done this dude is conniving as fuck and now he's got access to her entire place her drawers her bed her laptop and which the is and here's the thing with apple 
that's the thing I noticed here is mm-hmm. the laptop's connected to your phone. So whatever you're texting, whoever has your laptop can see it. Yep. And the very first thing he does is steal a pair of her fucking dirty underwear. Yep. Like, are you serious? Yep. How disgustingly cliche are you, you fucking scumbag? Yep. And then the next thing he does is open her laptop and go right to her pictures. Whoa, whoa, whoa. He did not. Oh, first, no? he grabbed her underwear. Yep. And his inner monologue says, Oh, Beck. I'll help you do your laundry. I'll help you I'll help you do your laundry. I'll t- help you take care of your books. You're a mess. Look yeah. at this place. I'll help you clean up. Yeah. I'll make our bed. Yep. And he like sniffs her sheets. I'll cook for you. Yep. And then he like rubs his body all across her fucking bed. Yep. Gross me the fuck out, please. How is she not going to smell his cologne? If I he mean, wears cologne. You know, I'm assuming he would, but maybe not. I mean, maybe he's slightly smart and yeah, wouldn't wear cologne. Maybe he did it, yeah. But he finds her laptop. Underneath her blankets. The first, like I said, first thing he does is look for pictures. And he, Well, he opens it and he's like... Oh. No password. You Beck. silly bitch. Yeah. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? Uh, oh, my God. Yep. And she's like... You know, it's and anybody has selfies. Everybody takes selfies. Like, mm-hmm. are you serious? And he's like looking at all her selfies. He's scrolling through all her text messages. And he's like, oh, oh my God, I was right. She does like me. Because she texted her friends, oh, my God, I actually met a guy that can read, that reads. Is is this, is the world real? Like, you know what I mean? Because it was right after she left the bookstore, she texted her friend saying, I finally... Oh my God, I met a, a man that actually reads. Wow. And he took that as, holy shit, you fell in love with me. Dude, are you serious? You literally fell in love with me. Yeah, like that's so crazy. I remember when I was single, there, I'm sure, so many threads of like me and my best friend. And there would be like, oh my God, I just seen this cute guy at the gas station. Mm-hmm. Oh! Mm-hmm. I don't remember. But you, know, you weren't you know, in love? absolutely not that wasn't like the love of your life all of a sudden oh absolutely not you probably don't even remember what they look like the next second it's ridiculous exactly i remembered when i worked at 7-eleven me and my best friend greg we both worked there and me and this one girl in the morning we had gotten attacked by a schizophrenic man jesus christ yes it was a a whole crazy thing we got attacked by a schizo man and we ended up having to call the cops all this other shit. So as like it took a little while for them to get there and Greg ended up coming in on shift. So me and Greg are cashing and I'm cashing and while I'm cashing, Greg like, best friend, what? Best friend, what? And he like hits me and I'm like, what? And I look and there's a cop that had just walked in and he looks at me and he goes, best friend, I'll be back. I need to go crash my car into a pole. <laughs> Because the cop was super hot. He was she like wanted, he blonde with Wanted blue to eye. crash in the cop's pole. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it's like shit like that. Like people will say things. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Yeah. It's like, fuck. But dude. you can say someone's good looking. You can say, oh my God, that was that dude was cute. Or I can't believe he reads. How cute is that? Or he was attractive or oh, blah, blah, blah. Doesn't mean like, oh, you're in love with me now. You want this. You want me to take care of you. Yeah. And, and it's that's like, where he's at. Oh, my God. Yeah. So but as- he doesn't realize she is upset leaving the school after what just happened. And he's not texting. She's not texting anyone. So he doesn't see what she's doing. Instead, she's calling her mom on the phone and just, like, upset that this just happened. 
And she's asking her mom for money. Yeah. But as she's coming through the door, like, Mom, yeah. I know you told me last time. Uh, I know. still there, dude. I was like. <gasps> Laying in her bed. Yup. And he goes, no. Yeah. In his inner head. Which was crazy. And this his, got tense. Oh, my God. And his little fucking rat ass manages to scurry into her shower. Oh, my God. But the thing about it is he's in her shower and you can see his silhouette mm-hmm. through the curtain. She's not paying attention, though. She's on the phone. She's upset. She's extremely upset. And she's crying about, you know, how her professor pretty much told her she could fuck him if she wants to keep her job. Right, right. And her mom's like, well, why don't you fucking report him? And she's, she's literally like, you can't do that. And she's literally in the bathroom while Joe is hiding in her shower. Mm-hmm. You can see his body through her shower mm-hmm. curtain, but she can't see it. She turns the water on. She, she reaches, reaches in, in and, turns- and he stands there and starts getting soaked. And he's just like, what the fuck do I do? And I'm thinking, what are you going to say if she pulls that thing open and you're standing there? Like, what in what in the world can you say that will make this woman not freak out. What can you possibly say? You've ne- you don't know her except from the bookstore, and now you're in her shower. What could you possibly say? And I'm thinking there, like, here we go. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. And it's not yet. Nope. Because after she gets <laughs> off the phone with her mom, and her mom tells her, "Sorry, hun, no more money. Can't yeah. give it to you." Her friends, her two best friends, yep. who are like super condescending bitchy mm-hmm. rich girls <laughs> yeah. FaceTime her and they're like, bitch, come get drinks. Eh. And she's, she's like, like I, can't, no. I can't, I'm super upset. And they're like, but we love you. What can we do? And she's like, meet me in Greenpoint. And so she decides to turn off her shower. Yeah. Again, she reaches in while she's on the phone, doesn't even look and turns it off and walks out. And I was just like, oh, <gasps> Whoa. And I'm like, this dude is touched by a fucking angel because it doesn't make any sense. You could see his body. Like, I'm watching it and I'm like, you can see him. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at him. I yeah. can see him. It was worse than when we watched Third Rock from the Sun. Which tells you why how why she's so upset, though. Like, she like it tells you how upset she was. I mean, like, she's so upset. The things she, I mean, I got to be, I, I can't, I've never been in this situation, but I got to imagine the fact that she, like, this stunning thing of, like, okay, now my boss has has this over me it's so upsetting to her like she's not even paid she's tunnel vision she's legit like this right now as she's on the phone dealing with shit so she's not seeing a thing i, I could totally see it i guess but i personally yeah feel mm-hmm. maybe i don't know i guess it's never happened to me but i just feel like if i walked into my bathroom where i'm looking directly at a shower mm-hmm or you could see a she was fucking person. She was looking body. down as she walked in. Yeah, I know. And she made that turn real quick. She had like there had to be something. Like she had yeah. to have fucking just been staring at the tiles. Because <laughs> it was literally like the shower is in fucking eyesight. Like it's in your direct line of sight with the door. Yeah. So there's no way she wouldn't have seen it. Like I don't understand. But it's a show. Yeah. So let me stop She's getting that so stressed upset. out. She's that upset. Though. I guess. Okay. Whatever. So, anyways. She's saying, okay, meet me in Greenpoint. And his inner monologue, instead of being like, oh, fuck, I almost got caught in this girl's shower. He goes, I guess we're going to Greenpoint. Yep. And he manages to scurry his ass there before she gets there. And it's a little bar. It's like a little bar that does open mic. 
And that's what she wants to do. And she's basically telling your friends, if you love me, we're not going to go somewhere ritzy. You're going to go where I want to go. I want to do this tonight. I'm upset. I want to get drunk, and I'm going to do this. And they're like, okay. So they all go to Greenpoint. Yep. And it's just like an open mic poetry bar. She wants to read her poetry. The same poetry that her boss just tore apart and said was shitty. She wanted to read that same one. Yeah. And she was drunk. And No, she wasn't drunk. I thought she did a shot or two, didn't she? She was white girl wasted. Oh. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And people were not feeling it either. No. That was horrible, dude. She started saying it, and there was some dude, like, she started noticing people weren't paying attention. Well, because she was also, like, so hammered that her, like, she wasn't in, like, rhythm with what her words were. Right. I'm sure She messed up some things. She's like, sorry, sorry. I have to say that again. Yeah, and some gay guy in the crowd is like, why are you so sad? (laughs) You're just so sad all the time. I I feel like you could be happier. Maybe you should be happy. Huh? Oh, God. Oh, God. I'm just like, Jesus, this is and horrible. Her, yeah. And her bitchy friends are like, why is she doing this? Yeah. This is so dumb. Yeah. I told her I would just give her some fucking money. Yep. Ugh. And your boy just like, I can't take this. I can't take watching this. And he. He takes just, off. Yeah. He decides to leave. He, he doesn't want to watch her humiliate herself. And he's annoyed. He's like f- f- uh, really annoyed by it. He's, because when we get to the because he goes right to the subway. Right. And there's this drunk like uh homeless guy singing and that whole time i'm thinking oh he's gonna kill this old man like he's gonna take his rage out on this old man well i, don't, I didn't think that i did <laughs> no i didn't because i was think thinking a, a lot of this reminds me of american psycho and i always remember that scene where that old man is and he goes to that old that 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 homeless guy remember and he's just like well you know what you we should take you out here and get you all dressed up and get you let's get you some food and all this stuff and the guy's like really really he's like yeah start stabbing the shit yeah. out of him like <laughs> i was just waiting for him to like push him into the tracks or some shit no as i I just didn't see it. That old that old homeless guy was just like way too big and dirty. Yeah. I feel like he would have fucking just had to sit on Joe and could have <laughs> killed him. True, true. But so the old homeless guy that was sitting in there, he just kept singing um if her if her train falls off the tracks and like he just kept <laughs> saying that over and over yeah. again. But so Joe, he's leaving and he's just like Ugh. how could your friends just let you do that? Yeah. That, he's pissed. Oh my god, I can't believe that. That was just so humiliating and you just want Benji. You just want to be with him. And then all of a sudden, Beck comes stumbling down the fucking subway stairs. And immediately his thought is, this must be fate. Joe's like, oh my God. The universe brought us together. Beck, it's you. Yeah. What are you doing? Mm-hmm. Why are you coming in the subway so drunk all by yourself? Yeah, it's dangerous. You could be hurt. Don't You're you close to the, tr- the ledge there. Don't you know crazy people could come down? Don't you know that someone could just push you into the train? Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, he sees her texting Benji. Mm-hmm. And he's like, why are, you, why are you so obsessed with Benji? Why do you need Benji? Benji's just such a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. You're holding that phone like you want it to be Benji. Beck, get away from the train. Why are you, why are you going so close to the train tracks? Yeah. And then fucking Beck falls into the train tracks. Yep. Because she's fucking hammered. And it looked like she fell into a coal mine because all of a sudden her entire body was just covered in black dust. <laughs> well, that's some. Listen, New York City train tracks are dirty as shit. I don't I, know when's the last time you've been in New York City down by the subways and you look down and watch the big monster rats just kind of run around and all the dirt and shit that's down there. I mean, I've been on the subway a bunch of times, but. <laughs> but I, not on the tracks. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't yeah, go nah. on the tracks, so I'm not really. And I don't like But the yeah, rats. you're right. She got dirty fast. 
And so and she keeps trying to reach for the phone. She's all wasted. Yeah, she can't see anything. Nope. And Joe, he's like, well, I can't just watch her down there. So right. he decides to run up and be her savior. Yep. And so he goes up and he's like, take my hand. And she's like, what? What's going on? And you can see out of her eyes for a second and yeah. everything's all blurry. And yep. she's like, the train's coming. Oh, my God. And the old homeless guy, he's like, pick it up. 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 Joe's like, shut the fuck up, man. Just shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Which it was kind of stressing me out. too. Yeah, like the whole too. thing is like very anxiety driving. Yeah. And you can <laughs> no. hear the train coming and you see the lights. Yep. And he's like, Beck, come on, take my hand, take my hand, take my hand. And she's like, my phone, my phone. And he's like, fuck the phone. Come yep. on. And so she grabs her phone and like in the nick of time, you know, he Joe. yanks her out. And she he falls back. She falls on him, and it's like a movie, right? Like there, she's laying on top of him, and the music's almost kind of like a mo- uh, in a movie. And the train's going by next to them, so it's kind of like blowing her hair a little, and it's supposed to be all magical. And you know, in his mind, he's thinking like, "This is it. Like this is how it was supposed to be." And <laughs> oh my god, dude, <laughs> she like projectile vomited all over his face. It was amazing when that happened. I fucking died it was like awesome. it was hilarious i was like thank you god one good thing in the show because it was <laughs> this awesome. whole episode has just infuriated me from the yeah. very beginning so then we cut scene to a convenience store and beck is just like oh my god i'm so sorry and mm-hmm. joe is like cleaning the throw up off of his shirt with mm-hmm. some club soda it looks yep. like and he's like it's fine i didn't even like this jacket yep and he's acting like everything's all cool like he wasn't stalking her for the last fucking she's not week. questioning like hey how and no she does say she goes don't i know you from somewhere well and then <laughs> well she says not to sound like a stalker or anything but i think yeah. i know you yeah and he goes oh um yeah oh he uh, acts like holy shit really desperate characters yeah, yeah that's the book she bought yeah and she's like yeah and she holds her hair up and she's like this is what i look like when i'm not drunk yeah and my hair is up yeah and they're kind of flirting and talking and she's like hey like do you want to ride back up to the village like the least i can do is give you a ride yeah she's so, like ride with me he's like all right with puke still kind of on his shirt yeah <laughs> so they're talking and they're bonding and they're kind of flirting mm-hmm. and you know it seems like everything is kind of going well i guess yeah and he's like in his inner monologue like oh my god this is it I knew it, you know, mm-hmm. we were meant to be together, Beck. Like, I'm going to take care of you. Everything will be great. And they pull up to her apartment, and it seems like they're about to kiss. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden... They were. They were, though. The loudest knock in the history of the world. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> it was like the fucking gavel in, uh, in yeah. Law and Order. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Benji, right yep. at the window. He's like, what's up? <laughs> He's like, Beck, it's getting cold out here. Uh-huh. Hello. She's like, this is Joe. He literally saved my life tonight. And he's like, yeah, babe, I told you, like, people are good and stuff. Yeah, generally good people out there. He's like, thanks a lot, bro. <laughs> and Joe's like, yeah, bro. bro. <laughs> so... Dude runs in. He runs into the house and leaves her there for another second because then Benji, uh, uh, Joe's like, uh, can I get your number? Let me get your details. And she's just like, oh, yeah, for sure. And she can't find her phone. And she's like, oh, my God, I must have left it on the subway. And he's like, well, why don't you give me your number in case like we can um, 
I can just like call you or something when you do get a new phone. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, I'm enslaved to email. And he's in his inner monologue. He goes, smart, Beck. I'm basically a stranger. You know, you don't know me. Yeah. And she gives him her email, beckinreallife at mm-hmm. gmail.com. And so he writes it in his notes mm-hmm. as if he didn't already know it. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> and she's like, okay, well, thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I'll see you. And so she goes inside with Benji. And you would think that that would be the end of the show. I know. Again, I was like, oh, okay, finally we're done. And it keeps going. And so I'm like, what time is it on this show? And it's only like 37 minutes now. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. Like every time. I think it's going to be an so, end. I think it's because it's so intense and so emotionally like infuriating that it just feels like forever. Yes. You have to deal with this forever. It's kind of like like when you're in a fight with somebody and it maybe it's going on for 20 minutes, but it feels like you've been fighting for hours. You know what I mean? So it, it, I guess it's when that becomes that emotional, time becomes different. It, it really has does. to because it did feel like this should have been done and it wasn't. I mean, shit, I feel like we've been talking about this for like four <laughs> hours. <laughs> it got mad dark outside, too. It's like midnight. <laughs> it's like really dark now. It's midnight out, dude. But, but, but so now Joe goes home. But we find that he has her cell phone. Yeah. Oh, yeah. As they're pulling away, he pulls it out of his pocket. Oh, he's such an asshole. And he's like, look at you don't even lock your phone. Goes back. Passwords. Yep. Like, motherfucker, you stole her phone too? Yep. And I'm like, I, she has an iPhone. Where is this Find My iPhone app? Come yeah, on. Exactly. God. But he gets back to his apartment and now uh, little Paco's outside and he's not happy. He's sad. He's crying. Yeah. And like the way they had the lighting, they kind of... It almost looked like he had a black eye. Yeah, I thought so too. Like he got hit. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, is everything all right? He's like, yeah, but he found the book and he didn't like it. Well. He got pissed. He said that he started making comments about how he thinks he's smart or how Paco thinks he's smarter than mm-hmm. the boyfriend because he reads, mm-hmm. which I'm like, he probably is smarter than right, you asshole. Right, exactly. Fucking loser. But he ends up tearing and destroying the basically the book. He Well, not ripping it up, but he rips the cover and the spine off of it, like the, the back of the cover, right? And uh, Paco's like, it's destroyed. And Joe's like, not really. Let me show you something. <laughs> Takes him back downstairs. Into the fucking creepy glass book area, cave, whatever. And now we find there's like a little workstation there too. And there's like a clamp. There's a giant book clamp. Yep. And so he glue. Yeah. And he explains to Paco the way you reattach a book to bind them. Yeah, rebind books. Yep. To a new cover. Yep. And Paco is like amazed by this for one and Mm -hmm. grateful that joe was able to fix this book yeah but showing us the tools and stuff have you ever seen that done before like there's legit uh videos on youtube where you can watch people do book binding and it's one of those things that when you watch it it's almost like asmr it's so chill like it's real chill watching people do the work that goes into doing that oh i can totally see that because like at times um while i'm at work i'll have people come in while they're watching me like fix wood furniture yeah and uh mo- a lot of times i have to like redraw green in to like uh-huh. match the piece that i'm i'm working on and i've had managers come in and just literally stare at me for just like to watch, 20- it work. watch, watch me work. like draw green back in 
because nice. they think it's like an ASMR thing, just watching it like <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it. it's it's very um, satisfying. It's yeah. it's kind of chill and relaxing and satisfying. And watching him work too, he's explaining like you do this, you do that, and there's these he he holds the book in the clamp and he's slowly cutting off the the, the stuff that's the excess. And then he's like, when you put the glue down, you need to grab this mallet. And he's like, you want to give it a swift talk, and you see him. Boom! Smacking that mallet down. You're like, Jesus Christ, that was hard. Yeah. You know what I mean? But he's got some... He, that's the point. We need to know that he has a mallet down there. So well, immediately after him fixing this book, we go back to Benji. Mm-hmm. And he's pumped. He's with his boys. His, his, his little uh, company guys. Yeah, his man pad mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. And he goes up to his, his bro, Jono. Yep. And he's like, bruh. That one dude retweeted me, bruh. Yeah, some some guy who's supposed to be big and hide, you know, a big time guy with a big company in artisanal sodas or yeah. whatever. Jeremy, who, yeah, blah 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 blah. I can't even remember. Yeah, but he's like, he's hitting me up. He just sent me a message. He's hitting me up, and that's basically saying, heard about you, love your stuff. Let's let's work together, kind of thing. And he's like, I want to feature your line of sodas in my magazine and yep. whatever whatever like just bring some samples and let's meet up so we can like try some stuff yeah and his friend is like so are you gonna do it bro he's like hit him up do it get in there and he's like yeah i need to think okay <laughs> yeah. just let me do my thing and then he does the whole voice to text thing so and so what's up Period, colon. <laughs> like, yeah. I haven't done that, but I've seen people who do that, and I'm just like, oh man, I guess we're moving past the just typing thing now. Just I'm, talk. I mean, I've done it like if I'm walking Freya or something, like if I have gloves on. No, I feel like for him, it's more showing it off. Like, like look at me, I'm cool. I'm a business guy. I'm doing my, my business emails out here, voice to text. Fucking loser. That's how it came across. Yeah. Very oh arrogant. Oh, God. You know. I gotta say, the men in this movie the, or this show, dude. There's no, I don't. Aside from Paco, I don't feel like there's any other guy in this show that you feel like that's a cool dude. No, Paco's the only redeeming quality for males in that movie. Yes. That show, and he hasn't hit puberty yet. So I'm like, <laughs> that's why. So he's such a no. Oh, yeah, he's still able to be puberty, saved. Paco. Oh, but God. So pretty much, he's like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. So then. His friend is like, so who's going to be the face of this thing, man? Mm-hmm. And Benji's like, well, we talked about this, man. I think <laughs> there should be like one face and it should be mine. Like just for now. <laughs> yep. So you can clearly see that Benji's a scumbag in every yeah, way. Yeah, he's an asshole. But Benji leaves to go s- meet up with this special guy. And the special guy that he m- is meeting up with is Joe. Yeah, Joe's there and he's just like, hey, you uh, you brought the samples, right? He's like, yeah, got them right here. He's like, all right, let's go. Uh, this place is back here. Very exclusive. I'm sure you've been here before. And he's taking them down this, like, this little alley that's taking them behind the buildings and shit. And it really, it's coming back around to the steps that are going to bring them down to the little book area. That little glass case thing. That little book cave. Yeah, the book cave. And uh, Benji, who is a scumbag liar, he's like, yeah, bro, been here a ton of times. Yeah, of I know course. this place. And he's like, good. I'm glad. Yeah. And they're, you know, they're talking and you could tell Benji's kind of like nervous. And he's like, mm-hmm. yeah, um, whatever. So they get to this bookcase and Joe's like, after you. So Benji mm-hmm. goes downstairs and as soon as he hits the 
the bottom of the steps, he's like, hey, um, I don't think we're in the right place. And as soon as he goes to turn around, Joe, whap, hits his ass yep. right in the side of the head with a fucking mallet. That was fucking sick, too. And you saw the blood, blood splurt. just everywhere. And I was like, man, that mallet really does some damage. Yep, yep. And I was like, fuck, Jesus. And we finally came to the fucking end of this yeah. goddamn episode. Yeah, well, where where did it go from there? It went to something else first because he went and talked to because still it wasn't ended yet. No, I it's thought like it was very close. Doesn't but he no. go? He goes. He's in the bookstore. That's what it is. Yeah, so he's he's upstairs in the bookstore after he hit Benji in the head, mm-hmm. and um, he's in his inner monologue. Mm-hmm. He's like. I know you're coming, Beck. I read your text messages because I still have your phone. Yeah. And Beck comes walking into the door. Yeah. And she gives him a copy of a Dan Brown book. She's like, thank you so much. I wanted, I wanted to say thank you. You know, he's like, you already said that. She's like, well, I wanted to give you a present. And it's, a, yeah, it's a Dan Brown book, but in a different language. Because yeah. that was their little inside joke with the guy that was in there buying Dan Brown. And then he opens it and she wrote a little message to him. And it's the lyrics from the song that the drunk dude was singing in, in the subway. Well, it says... Um, something about the tracks, right? Yeah, it said uh, something about if your girl falls on the tracks, something pick her like up, that. pick her up, pick her up. Yeah. Yeah. And so he's... And in his inner monologue, he's like, so we have inside jokes now. See, that's... We're going to be a perfect couple. Fucked up immediately, dude. And she's just like, well, you know, thank you so much, you know, glad. And, and he's like... uh. I've got a new phone yet. And she's like, no, you know, yeah. not yet. And he's like, I know, you know, I'll, I'll hit you up on email. Yeah. And she's like, yeah. And he's like, would you want to get, you know, dinner or whatever, anything? And, yeah. and she's like, yeah, for sure. For sure. And he goes, Duh. or she's like, yeah, I'll see you later, Joe. And, yep. and she goes, I'll see you soon, Beck. Mm-hmm. And he says it all, you know, slyly. And she like walks out yeah. and then his fucking tubby buddy in the back loser. He's like, <laughs> man, you did that. You closed that deal. Yeah. And he goes, yep. okay, well, I'm going to go downstairs and, uh, you know, clean up around, there take care whatever. of some inventory. Yep. And when he goes downstairs, fucking Benji is inside of the glass case. Yep. He's like, dude, I don't know what's going on, but I don't think you, I, I'm not who you, th- I don't think I'm the person you want. I'm not the right person. It's like, oh yeah, you are. And then boom, stops. Finally. Yeah. But I, then I was like, Jesus, this is fucked up. This was a fucked up show, dude. The everything about it is just so. Aaron said the book was phenomenal. She yeah. loved the book. She was very interested in seeing how they turned it into a series. It's a very good series. I've seen the whole first and second season. Holy yeah. shit! God damn, you went all, all you went to town on it. Oh no, I've seen it before. Oh okay, yeah. okay, okay. I don't actually know. I don't think I've seen the whole second season. I've seen the whole first Jesus. season and like part of the second season because yeah. I wasn't too impressed with the second season. Or no, I liked the second season. I didn't. I seen part of the third season because there's three seasons. Holy shit. Yeah. That's crazy. But I actually forgot how good the first season is. Yeah. Because I watched the first episode uh, the other day. Yeah. Or whatever. When, last week when we were supposed to record. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And me and Dev watched it together. And then he was like, oh, I kind of want to watch the second episode again. And I'm <laughs> That's funny. But God, it's just so much. Like your emotions are just everywhere during it this episode. It was fucked up too. Because like I said, there's a, a few times where you're just like, 
all right, maybe he's just creepy and fucked up in the way he thinks, you know, the way he perceives information that but he seems like a nice guy because of the kid thing right but then he just kept getting weirder with the girl i was like all right he he, no he's not it's not just perception like he's fucked up he's following her he's doing these things he got into her house like that's crazy the masturbation part i was like this is crazy this is a little overboard like this dude is not just okay you know what i mean no. Yeah. Yeah. Everything like it's st- in the beginning. You're just kind of like, mm, uh, I don't know. Maybe he's just a weirdo. Yeah. But it definitely like hits a point. And then when he fucking kidnaps Benji, you're like, whoa, okay, this definitely. But that like I just when that happened, you don't see that happening because he hadn't hit a violent streak. Like he was a fucking freak, yes, right. But he wasn't a violent freak. Crazy dude. But the thing actually about this show that I found funny is that when it came out, women were finding his character attractive. Like people were finding his character incredibly attractive. And actually the main character Really? Yeah, the the star of this show was appalled at this. He was like, "What the fuck is wrong with all of you people? My character is a <laughs> psychopath. Like what is wrong with you?" Right. Yeah, like he was actually incredibly like disappointed with the female race. At that point. Because, wow, dude. Yeah, like women were finding him to be incredibly like, oh my God, but he's so why are there Why are there women that are like that, though? There are women that just are attracted to that craziness, too. Just the absolute craziness. Yeah, and it's like they find it to be... Um, I, don't, I don't even understand how to put it. They find it to be endearing. I guess like they, they weird. Yeah. They're like, oh, he's jealous. It's cute. And it's like, no, he's a crazy person. Like I actually, um, I remember I was listening to a podcast about stalkers and in the podcast they had described like stock, you know, a specific stalker and then like the definition of stalking and all this other stuff. And I had never realized that I have been legitimately stalked by people. Oh, Aaron was too. Like to the point where thing like it's upsetting to her sometimes to think back on it. Yeah, me too. Like I've had like my tires slashed. I've had people like leave shit on my car, like come to my house, all kinds of crazy shit. Like literally sit in front of my house and follow me to work. That's crazy. Like crazy shit. And it's like in the moment, I guess you don't understand that it's stalking. I was on Netflix right now, they have this TV show called I Am a Stalker, and it, they interview like people in prison for stalking. Who have stalked people. Yeah, and it's like, most of the time, it's like people that, it was like people they were dating. So in their, so are they like this guy where in their mind, they're perceiving like, oh, the signals, the way yeah. she looks, the way she does this, the way she does that, how she dresses. Yes. So in some situations, that's that where it's like people are perceiving information wrong. But in other situations, it's like, you know, women were dating these guys and then they broke up and then the guy wasn't going away type shit. And Weird. He was like crazy and like following them and stalking them, wasn't letting them go. And like, that woman is mine and that's my property. And what are you doing? That's mine. And it's like, Jesus, people are fucking crazy and it's everywhere. And stalking wasn't even like illegal for many, many right, years. Right, right. You could get away with it because they didn't do anything wrong. They're just following you. They're just watching. They haven't attacked you. And that's the thing. It was like, you can't report anything until they've already done it. Yeah, and it's like, what the fuck is, what is, yeah. what is that? What is that? It's crazy. Like, I can't report it until after I'm kidnapped? Like, Basically. is that what you're saying to Basically, me? Basically, yeah. 
or you've been attacked and you're in the hospital or you're dead and then somebody can report that you were murdered yeah and, and it's like sure some women can survive you know uh, some some women can like be attacked by a rapist and not get raped you know right but not all in all cases will that right, happen right like in many cases women do get raped you know by a stalker or whatever the case right. may be so like you're saying that they have to get stalked and then yeah just, they have to go through it first before you can report something yeah like they that doesn't make any sense not the danger of it yeah it's crazy it's yeah, absolutely it's crazy but at least now but you can report somebody waving a gun around that's a danger nothing's yeah. happened yet it's just a danger you can report that and they'll do something yeah but if a woman's reporting that a man's following her yeah let us know when he does something yeah that's crazy <laughs> and like cyber stalking also was Oof. like not illegal for many years yeah which is also a crazy thing yeah like they have uh, people can literally hack your computer and like just yeah. take all your information yeah and it's funny because be, uh, what I love a lot of times too is how there's a lot of people who are like, be careful with this app or that app because uh, they're going to steal your info. China's going to get your info or this and that. Or you don't want your info out there. My info's out there. But yeah, you're posting on Instagram. Like this show shows you what you're doing and how much information you really are putting out there for people to get and learn about you and maybe develop an obsession. Exactly. Like, especially when you're young. Like, oh, yeah. Beck in this was probably in her early 20s. Yeah, right? 20s. Yeah. When I was that age, I did the same thing. You post everywhere. Like, that's what yeah. you want to do. Like, it's going to spot coffee today. Yeah. Yep. Getting that Cinco shake. Like, that's yeah. what you do. Now that I'm in my 30s, I don't fucking do that. You, you barely do. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I post memes all the time yeah. and I don't geo. But once myself. in a while, you're just like, we're at this show, right? Yeah. This is the show. But you're not. Yeah. You're not tagging. You're not where, where this is where I'm at. Yeah. And I'm usually also... A lot of times it's after the fact, too. You'll be like, tonight we... Or like, the next day you'll be like, last night we did this. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're not doing it in the moment. Exactly. Uh, maybe on Snapchat, you know, yeah. I'll like share a couple of videos, but it's never like I'm tagging in the place where I'm right, at or right. whatever the case may be. Like, you don't do that when you're older. And it's not even like a conscious thing where I'm like, oh, I don't want anybody to know where I am. It's mm -hmm. just you don't care <laughs> right, much right. for people to know yeah, where you yeah, are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where when you're younger, it's like... The world's all about you. Yeah, you just want everybody to know what you're doing at all times, where mm -hmm. you are, what you need to know. Like, you just need the world to know. Mm -hmm. And it's like you Weird, don't... Weird, right? Yeah. It's crazy how that changes and shifts in your brain. And like every day when I was young, I wish I would have... Like, I wish being a social media influencer would have been a thing when I was, you know, 20. Mm -hmm. Because I used to post on social media every day. And right. it wasn't even like me trying to. It was just... I wanted to. Right. You do it. You sit in your car. Hey, on break, take a selfie. Yeah. You know, oh my God, look at those geese for no reason. Yeah. You know, take a picture of your food. Put the filter on it, right? Now yeah. it looks like from 1970s bowl of cereal. Yeah. <laughs> right. And you end up creating this like breadcrumb trail. Yeah. Of your life. And now, yeah, this, this, like when I watch this go down and how he's searching and he's looking, he's putting it all together. He's like, this is your brother. This is your sister because they, they were tagged added right mm -hmm. because when you do that you can tag that go in see who they are and then start figuring out relationships start figuring out their facebook page where on facebook there's actually a section where you put who your relationships are your family members and all this stuff yeah. and then through there you can find out oh look i can find the mother's page now and the mother 
posted an old school picture of her little daughter graduating from the seventh grade or whatever it is. And that's the school she went to. So now I know the school you went to when you were this. And because of that, I have that school picture that usually has all the people's names under it. So now I know all the people you knew back then. And I can see who you still know now and start finding out more about. It's mad crazy, dude. Yeah. Mad crazy. Yep. And it was scary because it's really it's a it's it's this is almost like a psychological horror. It is easy. It is. And you don't. And it's it's so it's so light. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's so light and airy, too. Yeah. Yeah. Like even though the entire episode is terrifying and it's uncomfortable and like, yeah, but it's so light and airy, like the yeah. way he describes everything. and yeah. He makes it sound so romantic mm-hmm. and so like and almost innocent. And so, yeah. 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 And, and it's only because I've I've you've caught my eye. I'm interested in you. Like I'm interested in you and I want to kind of get to know you and I don't know what the what it is, but there's something about you that makes me want to take care of you. And that could be in a Disney way or a Hallmark way, cute and endearing and all like this was the point, right? That's how a romance and a, and a, and, and something starts. But in this way, the way he's doing it and a lot of the inner dialogue and the things he does after the fact are fucked up and this ain't a disney little romance dude no everything about this is fucked up like he is fucked up damn i feel like we need something to kind of wash all that away for the next one we need something that's gonna just be laughs have you ever watched it's always sunny in philadelphia i've seen episodes here and there yeah i've always wanted to watch like it straight through again and i've watched well i don't want to say again i've only seen like the first maybe eight or nine episodes of the first season and then i fell off and it wasn't because it wasn't good but I like I've heard it's just been like like each season gets better and better and better. And it's one of the funniest comedies that's still going. Really? Is it still going even? I know. I think it is. Um, so I was like, why not? Let's do it. Let's just do the first episode of It's Always Sunny. OK, I'm down. And get into it. I'm down. See, I've always I've only seen like episodes here and there. Like I saw the one episode where they were like they were making dresses or something. So they <laughs> had the like the one place like set up like a chinese sweatshop (laughs) (laughs) that's what i want to get into i want to get into a show that has all of these kind of situational things each episode some crazy shit going down all right i'm here for it so let's do that that'll be a good time all right, let's get out of here. We've we've been talking long enough. I know. <laughs> just, like, you. just like it's you. Just like you. Right. Uh, guys, thanks so much for listening. Make sure to head over to all the social media and give us a follow, Tube Time or Tube Time Podcast. Comment, like, subscribe, do the whole thing. Um, yeah, we'll come back next week with It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So until then, I'm Chris. I'm Courtney. And uh, take us out, goddess. It's not fucking you. No one wants to see you. No one wants to send you V pictures or videos.